0: This is the Tom Writes and Rolls Podcast. I'm Tom, a martial artist and writer at heart, coming to you from the inland northwestern state of Idaho. This program and the companion blog of the same name are focused around helping white and blue belts on their path of learning jujitsu. jitsu I share my experiences, the helpful things I've learned along the way, the bumps, the bruises, the successes and failures, serious moments, and the many times I've just had to laugh at myself and keep moving forward. So come in, step on the mat, and let's get to it. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for staying tuned to us and being patient. Uh, just want to let you know, yeah, this is a longer episode. We didn't really feel like we wanted to pause it and put it into two parts um, just for the sake of the flow of the conversation, things like that. Hope you guys enjoy. We'd really like to hear your opinion or hear your input on this. So have a great day and thank you so much for listening. We wanted to have a podcast out in December. That was, we announced that October 30th in our last podcast. It is now <laughs> January 21st. We're back. Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year.
0: <laughs> so, uh, as uh, you guys know, when we announced it on our last podcast, you know, November 6th, we were getting married. So now we are officially Mr. and Mrs. Rights and Rolls. Yeah. So uh, she doesn't get like, you know, we're, 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 we're husband and wife, but she doesn't get to be a purple belt just because she's married to me.
1: So <laughs> Damn it.
0: She has to I earn mean, it. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> we're coming out strong. <laughs> we're coming out strong. Sorry, guys. But yeah, so we've been doing a lot of things uh, to catch you guys up. Obviously, we had the wedding, had a handful of people from our academy there um no we did not wear geese no we did not wear belts we um, did not
1: opt for a roll instead of first yeah, dance
0: we didn't do any of that crazy much of
1: your dismay yeah
0: so <laughs> sorry guys uh none of that was done we had ourselves a traditional and proper wedding
1: yes we did <laughs> it was beautiful it
0: was she looked radiant i was uh i looked okay i'm oh, he right.
1: was a stud and i know you know it
0: <laughs> <laughs> i know it humbly yes i um, accept that yeah. but uh, yeah it was good we went to california and uh, we had a really great time there. We were there for a week for our honeymoon. Very all the details, but we were up and down the coast from San Francisco all the way down to the, the Hearst Castle. Yep. So all the way up and down, all, all points in between San Francisco and there. So it was great. We got to see a lot of cool things. Mm-hmm. Alcatraz. Uh, we saw the Winchester ha- Haunted House. Hearst castle of course and a bunch of cool things so we had a great time
1: ate Um, lots of seafood
0: ate lots of seafood we we get our seafood on especially when we're on the coast we want to have some of that fresh caught um action so it was good um Got back into the swing of things in December. Uh, we didn't get to train as much as we wanted to. Yeah. We got sick. We got, you know, things like that. Plus then Christmas. We did get sick pretty bad. It wasn't that. Um, we got bronchitis. So we had a little cold and then they both uh, transformed bronchitis. Jen probably could have not gotten sick if she had kept her hands off me. But <laughs> she uh, she <laughs> seems to want to kiss me all the time. So I guess I must be pretty hot and, you know, things like that.
1: I should think so. <laughs>
0: Um uh, what else has so, been going on?
1: Um yeah. yeah, I apologize in advance if I have little coughs here and there. It's just hanging on, you know.
0: Yeah, we're still we're still busting through the the end of the bronchitis, so there's just stuff that is caught up in the system, but we're we're healthy, you know, I trained three times this last week and we're back at it, so Mhm. Just getting after the new year in yeah. the wonderful uh, first month of winter. We've had one full month of winter so far. This is the twenty-first, so we've officially passed one month on winter time. For those of you who monitor the equinox <laughs> and uh, you know things like that, so good times,
1: busy times,
0: busy times. My I'm thankful goodness. to be
1: through the holidays and everything now, too. For sure, we had a lot going on ever since pretty much Halloween.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ever since <clears throat> ever since our last podcast, we've had. Everybody's had the big three holidays, big four holidays, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. Mm -hmm. What else has been going on? Am I missing anything?
1: We had our youngest son's birthday party last Mm -hmm. weekend. So that was kind of the... That always sneaks up on us after Christmas, being so close to Christmas. Yep. (laughs) And um, yeah, so now we're kind of like at the end of that whole grouping of tons of activities. Now we can... Kind of move on with the normal day-to-day stuff again.
0: Just breathe.
1: Yeah, feels great. Oh. And back to jujitsu, which yeah. feels great, too.
0: Oh, man, it's it's amazing.
1: I'm only covered in bruises from head to toe, but it's fine.
0: Only. <laughs> only. Yeah, it's more I was like looking. I was like,
1: you got this massive bruise on you. Look
0: at this thing. It's just how yeah, everybody who's trained, you guys know, um, bruises show up just out of nowhere. Yep. You're like, I don't remember being pinned there. I don't remember mm-hmm. having... And, yeah, it just...
1: Just happens. Just happens.
0: By uh, the title of the podcast, you might have guessed that you know today uh, we wanted to talk about uh, mental health a little bit and jujitsu and therapy, jujitsu as therapy, things like that. It's a topic that's near and dear to my heart. I would say it's it's important to Jen as well, but I'm not mm-hmm. going to speak for the Bluebell. You know, it, it's it's an it's an interesting topic. Um, I've been working on myself as far as fitness and things like that you know seriously i would say quote unquote um uh despite you know challenges failures setbacks whatever for a good 10 years and on the on the interwebs on social media i mean you you see all this crap about you know the iron is my therapy and and the mat's my therapy and 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 you know weightlifting saved my life or jujitsu saved my life and and stuff like that. And it's always like this macho bravado, whatever. And and now I'm not trying to dig on that because I was doing a lot of the same things, mm-hmm. you know, for, for many years, uh, when Jen first met me and stuff, I was lifting a lot. And so I would call it, you know, my therapy session. I'd be like, it's time for iron therapy. You know, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd put, you can look through my Instagram stuff. If you're, if you're on my private channel and you'll see like, you know, things like that, you know, therapy session complete, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, the iron understands, you know, things like mm-hmm. that. The mat understands. And and uh, so I'm not trying to dig on that saying it's a bunch of crap. But what I wanted to talk about was I understand the sentiment, but I am of the opinion that it's usually not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, having gone through certain things myself, and we'll talk about that here. Um, this is, will be the first time that we really go into it. Um, I've I've given uh, some friends and things like that, and and those closer to me, like the whole details, and a few people, like the Reader's Digest bullet points of it. But we'll talk into you know my struggle, my mental breakdown, things like that that happened. But uh, up until that point, I had had a little bit of therapy, but didn't really you know go into it. But there was really a cool. I wanted to read this to you guys. Because it was a really cool quote, and I kind of think it it sums up, it was just perfect timing, uh, sums up what I was thinking along the lines of, you know, well, is, can jujitsu be therapy? Can the gym be therapy? And I stumbled across this guy on um, Instagram because of another gentleman I follow. And it said, hard workouts and physical challenges are your comfort zone that discomfort is no longer discomfort for you. I don't think you'll find the exit that you're searching for within the four walls of any gym or through the use of the body you've built. And he's talking about, and then he has a disclaimer at the bottom and says, this not, might not be for you, but it also might be. The degree to which you strongly disagree will probably inform that and in not the direction you might think. So be honest with yourself. After all, that's the most uncomfortable thing you can do sometimes. This is not a scathing indictment or pop at physical challenges. I hope you all know that I'm not wired that way. Sunshine is greater than shade. I adore every single one of you that pushes your limits and shares your experiences from the edge. I'm a regular worshiper at the church of bad ideas. I've given several sermons myself. No, this is an invitation. An invitation to look outside of your well-worn rut of manufactured hardship. Outside of the cold and the heat and the long and the heavy, an invitation to perhaps look inwards and ask, is there a discomfort in here that I've been avoiding, a crack I've been papering over, a challenge I've been avoiding? Maybe it's writing a book. Maybe it's a series of difficult conversations. Maybe it's just learning to sit with yourself for 30 minutes and watching what comes up, seeing who you meet. Or maybe it's as simple as leaving those headphones at home and on that next run. Who knows? Definitely not me. I'm no self-help guru. I don't even believe in the self. "Quote unquote." So I guess you're you better get out there and find out for yourself, or better yet, get in there and shine a light on what you already know. And then the guy who shared it, uh, he put his own context in it. Um, The guy who I follow, his name is Tanner Guzzi. He's a really cool dude out of Salt Lake City. Um, He is a men's style type of guy. So he's, I've, I've gotten a lot of really good information from him as far as fashion and style and, and dressing better and things like that. But anyways, he says, the gym is not a bad place, not even remotely. Every man should be building his strength. And if the gym is the only place you push or work on yourself, you're selling yourself short. And that's where I think this was going. It says, don't hide behind the gym is the only hard thing you need to do or the only growth that matters. It is infinitely better than nothing, but it's not an end to itself so what i'm taking all that my spin on this whole thing is that you know the gym or the dojo um, the academy those can be useful for dealing with hardship um, i've used them so many times you know I'm, I'm i've been struggling through something or whatnot and you go train hard you get that endorphin release. You get the the positive chemicals sometimes, and I've had I've told you this handful of times. You know, I will have moments of clarity yeah. and aha moments because I get into a meditative like state while I'm training hard, and then the answer comes. So in a way, it, it feels very much like therapy.
2: Yeah,
0: you can't outlift or outroll any sort of issue you're dealing with.
1: Yeah, well, you know? and it's like. Doing any kind of physical activity is good for your brain.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, take jujitsu specifically. It's you have to use your brain. Obviously, it's Mm -hmm. a very mental game. So it's like it's not going to work out issues, but it's like it's good for your body. It's good for your brain. So it's kind of like it's like two different things. If you are dealing with relationship issues or if you're dealing with internal battles and things like that. It's not going to solve problems, but it's going to help make your body more healthy.
0: Right, it does. the The health thing is so crucial because I mean, if you're dealing with anxiety or if you're dealing with depression um, or even a relationship issue or whatever, taking care of your health is so crucial to helping you get through those things, anyways. Right. Because if your body's deteriorating and you start feeling like crap more, I mean, it's just a snowball effect. Every bit of information worth its salt especially regarding like mental health says you need to be healthy like you need to work out you need to go for walks you need to like work yourself hard get sunshine like you know smile Mm -hmm. do certain things that help your body react in a positive way Mm -hmm. um but it's 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 so much more like you have with with the gym And that's how I think I'm trying to like dismantle how the gym or the academy or the dojo gets conflated with therapy, Mm -hmm. you know? Because, I mean, let's face it, when we're in a role, we're very present in the moment, like, which is wonderful. Like anybody who's ever struggled with anything in their life and they've had a role, you know, (laughs) they just, one role, and like all of that fades into the ether mm-hmm. because you're completely present with the fact that some person mm-hmm. is trying to choke you mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. All the other stuff, all the other what ifs, all the anxiety about whatever is gone. And it's a very, very present moment thing. But despite the aha moments, it might give you some short term clarity. Yeah. But I, I think, and it's just me and from also observing other people who've gone through things and being at the gym or being at the dojo or being at their academy, and then they're still struggling with the same things, you know? And I've proposed to people like, have you thought about doing therapy? And there's there's a stigma about that. And I don't want to like um, necessarily say, well, this is the reasons why A, B, and C I know that from seeing different outcomes in therapy myself and then talking to people who've had it, like there's some hit and misses, Yeah, you know, like people close to me, um, have gone to therapy and I'm not seeing an improvement and I'm, I'm asked, you know, we start talking about it cause they're frustrated whatnot. It, it just like, seems like the therapist just sits there. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I dealt with
1: that pretty much. Yeah. Like
0: (laughs) see, so there's, there's that, right. Um, or you find someone like who I found where they give you the tools Mm -hmm. to work through things. And so together it makes a more formidable tool and a more formidable tactic and strategy to fight whatever you're dealing with. So I guess we can go back into that in um, a few minutes. Uh, But I'll say For those, you know, all of you who pretty much listen are in jujitsu. So I'll propose right now, we're going to go into my backstory, but I'll propose right now that to to consider therapy from a a good therapist as just as effective as private lessons from a good black belt. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And I was like, we'll table that. So why are we getting into this? (laughs) We'll go there. Um, why are we getting into this? Yeah. Um, it has been two years. Um, I am on the two-year anniversary of coming back out of, of uh, a mental breakdown that I had. That was because of the vid um, that happened. So December of 2020. You know, everybody knows what was going on in 2020. Um it's almost like Voldemort. It's like that year that shall not be named. <laughs>
3: exactly.
0: <laughs> and I can officially say that now cuz I've finished watching all the Harry Potter movies, so I know what's going on now. Um Finally. I was I was late to the game, way it late was. by about a decade or so. But um
1: we eased him into it uh, too. We, we
0: did. Slowly slowly ease me into it. <clears throat> so Jen and I both got COVID uh, roughly about the same time. I think you got it first and then okay, like within a few few days, I got yeah. it. And it went like fairly smooth. Mm-hmm. We were doing the things we were um,
1: staying we, home, you know,
0: staying home, we were ordering things online, and then going to pick them up in the in the the parking spaces and whatnot, and not really going out. And, uh, you know, we had to deal with like, you know, custody things with my kids and whatnot. So we we're trying to you know balance that and wear masks if we had to be around them and, and trying to isolate still
1: mine started to get like it was like a bad cold yeah and then so i think maybe you did get it first but i can't remember
0: right so i i i not remember that part yeah. you know but but like i was working out like every other day you know i was still doing i wasn't trying to go hard but i was doing kettlebell swings like every other day you know trying to stay loose going on walks and and things like that and and so it was fairly mellow mm-hmm. overall, yes. um, despite like the cold symptoms or whatnot. You know, I did lose my taste and stuff for a while, and that was weird. Yeah. Um, but we just sat at home, chilled, watched watched movies and and things like that. And then, right about day ten, it got weird. And it was
1: after a really hard, like main symptoms were gone. Yeah, yeah.
0: we were it, we were on the tail end of it. We were right at the like that ten day marker. Yep. And, um, I experienced for the first time, uh, an anxiety attack. I'd never had one before. Like I, it was weird. Um, Jen and I were waiting for some groceries. We were at the Walmart parking lot parked in one of those, um, spots waiting for the groceries. You know, I remember we had like creamer on the list and stuff like that. And, um, Jen was sitting with me and, and, uh, like I just started kind of freaking out. Like my heart rate was going up. Like th- th- like adrenaline was sh- shooting through me. Like I was like, I don't know what's going on. I thought I was, you know, we talked about it. And I thought like I was having a heart attack or something. Cause I was just like mm-hmm. really on edge, you know, long story short, went to the ER and I was there. Um, and with the COVID restrictions, you're alone. <laughs> yeah. Like Jen dropped me off. I went inside and I'm alone there. They've got me on a heart monitor. They've got me on all sorts of stuff, which was kind of, you know, it was, it was an interesting thing. It was a little bit scary being alone and wondering what was going on. And you'd hear, you, you heard things about what was going on with people who had the vid and, Mm -hmm. you know, I was not wanting that. And, After a few hours, they cleared me. They said my heart was fine. There was nothing wrong. Like, everything was good. There was no blood clots that they could see in my lungs or my heart or, you know, anything. I mean, they did a a slew of tests over over a a few hours' time, Um, and, like, the anxiety had kind of come down. Got home. um, The anxiety started to spike again, and I went to...
1: We had our kids. yeah, Yeah, we had our
0: kids. Not... To blame them or anything but they were being kids and bouncing around and but like the anxiety started to ramp up again and i wasn't really sure why i wasn't sure what was going on um and not having gone through these anxiety spikes before like i i literally j- i didn't know what to do and so um you took my son and your son and then i went to sleep
2: mm-hmm. and
0: i slept for about 15 16 hours i was out mm-hmm. and then
2: that's
0: right yeah that was the that was the weird part and so then the next day you know um to fast forward and and stuff i uh it was in the evening and that anxiety started to ramp up again but then like i thought i was hearing a voice and that was the that was the weirdest part um i was starting to have these um delirious episodes and it was it, you know I it was crazy you know um in full disclosure th- this this voice was saying if you don't break up with Jen by midnight you will die it was very specific you know and and <clears throat> I'd gone through religious stuff in the past and whatnot, not and and I consider myself a christian i i didn't know what to think of this And in the middle of this anxiety spike and everything, like you're like, is this God talking like what's going on? Mm -hmm. And it was really, really freaked out. Jen was over at her place and she didn't know what was going on. She was she had the boys still. And and so, yeah, I'm fighting through that. I've got my teen kids with me and I'm freaking out. And I just hear that voice repeat, 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 repeat. And I'm, I'm like trying to shake it off of me. And so I tried to follow the voice and listen you know I broke Jen's heart and, and she didn't know what was going on and and it was a very painful time. You were you were caught in this maelstrom, you know, where you're like my love is like lost his damn mind. You know, she, it was totally out of left field and mm-hmm. she didn't know what was going on and I'm like dealing with this weird delirious hysterical episode where my brain registered a voice that i i you know it's just weird and it could have been an intrusive thought or what they call them like an invasive thought i don't know but it was so strong when that happened even after i did listen to the voice and, and i i you know broke up with jen um you know it sounds so stupid now but like being in it you know is is hard and that's that's the hard part about sharing this is like it sounds so stupid When you're in the middle of this weird thing, whatever this thing was like, you like have no like bearing on -hmm. what's right or wrong. Um, And I really had this massive fear that I was going to die by midnight, Um, but it didn't go away. Once like I went over, I was like, you got to trust me. We got to break up. I'm having a hard time looking at my wife right now
3: (laughs) because
0: it's, we haven't really like gone into depths to relive this. We worked through this. And we obviously were married and we're, we're happy, but that was a struggle in 2021. Um, the first few months, you know, repairing things and, and, and getting me into therapy and, and trying to figure stuff out and, and, you know, shaking off for about like two weeks, three weeks, I had to shake off that experience Mm -hmm. Because it yeah, was still... and it was
1: through Christmas and everything. Yeah,
0: it was the worst time. Yeah, because like, it was right bought, before Christmas. We
1: bought all of our gifts for yeah. our kids together. We yeah. were planning on Christmas together. Mm-hmm. It happened like it was like a week before Christmas. Yeah, and like we were we had to figure out how to get our gifts to our children, and yeah. like it was just just heartbreaking. Yeah, <laughs> it's really hard to talk about. So. It
0: is. It is, and that's that's why I wanted to like you know, get this out to people about the seriousness of this, you know, because it was something that we didn't, I I guess it should go without saying that we didn't plan on this
3: happening.
0: (laughs) Right. But we had to deal with the aftermath of it. And like, if we were to just do it on our own, we probably wouldn't be where we are. You know, I, I, we had a close friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, um, she was kind of bouncing back and forth between our houses. We, I mean, Jen and I lived within three doors of each other. And that's another thing you guys got to understand is (laughs) like, we shared, like she had a town home and then three homes down, I had a town home. And so we're always back and forth when the kids weren't with us, you know, she was over at my place. I was over her place, like staying the night, things like that. We'd cook dinner. So we had a very shared life. And then it's all just pulled. The only thing worse would have been if I died, like it, like as far as like the, the disruption of our, of our tempo of our harmony. Um, and to, to get back to, to that night, like I was still afraid even after like I had, you know, broken up with her. I I say that loosely, but I mean, I was trying to fight my way through this weird ass experience that was happening and I'm sorry, there's probably gonna be a lot more cuss words today. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to control that. You know, I love my kids. I don't think they listen to this podcast. I mean, they're big on TikTok and whatnot. And and TikTok makes people think that they're professionals on mental health and everything. <laughs> so I try to, I mean, I say that cynically, kids, if you're listening, you know, I love you. But um, TikTok's bad, get off of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I was trying to like, okay, how can I explain this to them? And so I told him like listen I'm I'm having this really weird anxiety attack and I need you to check on me when I'm sleeping like I I I don't like I don't know if I can sleep but I need your help because I was afraid that if I went to sleep I would die and for about like the next three weeks like every time i woke up like i was like oh thank god i'm still alive like it was that bad right i still coming out of it you're just trying to shake off the memory and the experience of what you thought your brain was seeing or hearing and what you thought was going on and what you thought reality actually was Mm -hmm. and that's for me like i thought that was reality and i thought like what the heck happened and So we had to deal with the aftermath, reaching out to a a couple of friends, you know, I was like, okay, you know, I had gone to a therapist once before during the early times of um, my divorce, just to kind of figure a few things out or right before, before the divorce, um, to my ex-wife and, and that was, you know, handful of years prior. So I was like, all right, maybe I should try this again. So I found a therapist and we started working through it. It took me, like, I think I'll be going to him off and on. It'll be two years in what February?
1: I think so. Something like and that. And he also went to a medical doctor.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I went to a medical <laughs> doctor first because I could not sleep. Like, I it was I was manic and kind of I don't know if manic's the right word, but I was so high strung mm-hmm. that sleeping was terrible i couldn't return to work because i was on vacation where i was on cove i was i had the 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 vid and so yeah the hr assigned leave Mm -hmm. you know for that and then two
1: weeks or something
0: two weeks yeah they were like you got to be gone for 10 business days or something so two full weeks i was supposed to go back i couldn't i used up what sick time i had and then i was out i was out of vacation i was out of sick time i had completed one year of work but they didn't have at the time short-term disability things like that, and so I thought, you know, I was going to lose my job. I was scared. I couldn't. I couldn't sleep. Like I couldn't go back to work and operate. So yeah, I got to a doctor, and doctor gave me some um, some medicine that would help me sleep. It was a, like a. It wasn't like a anti-anxiety or like a. What am I thinking? like The SS whatever medicine, like antipsychotic or whatever, or, or anything that you give like somebody for depression, but it, it took the edge off. It was meant to take the edge off and let you sleep. And yeah, I took that a lot every night <laughs> <laughs> so I could get into a habit of sleeping, but it was a very, very lonely time, you know, and, and, uh, you know, for Jen, for myself, and we would communicate a little bit and it's frustrating on your part,
3: mm-hmm. you know,
0: because here it is you know the 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 man you love is like i don't know what to do i'm 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 and you're you know and you can speak for this but for me it was it was you know trying to understand like what you were going through is you were so wanting to help but like i just had my hands out like don't come close like right now like
1: yeah you were like a wounded animal like i i was trying not to like push. Or, you know, insert myself too much or really even like show how much I was hurting either because I didn't want to add to your pain Hmm. because I knew that like you didn't like we were doing we were doing incredibly, you know, incredibly well. And so I didn't want to, you know, show you too much how much I was hurting because I knew that you were already dealing with so much. And so we like kept our communications very, very, you know, you know, few and far between and, um, but living next to each other, you know, we would see each other's cars and, um, and stuff like that. And so it was like, I just didn't, I didn't know what to do. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It was hard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But to Jen's credit, she was persistent and steadfast and faithful. Um, and I honestly, um, it would have taken a lot longer had that not been in place, had, had you not been as loving and as, <clears throat> as faithful and as steadfast as you were, you know, it, it would have been a lot more difficult. And I think it would have taken a lot longer for like, quote unquote, us to move forward, mm-hmm. you know, on that, um, you were, you know, you were amazing on that Thank front, you <laughs> um, I mean, (laughs) dogging this to a point, but, (laughs) but like you were like, no, we've got something good. We're not letting this go. Like, like we're going to fight. So yeah, we, we made, made it through that, um, slowly, but surely. And, and, uh, you know, uh, I know I could, I could tell you're holding back, um, in a good way. Like you were trying to like not pressure you weren't trying, but I could tell, like, I mean, you're not one to hide your feelings, mm-hmm. you know, but you're not this like person who just like runs your mouth or whatnot as mm-hmm. a loose cannon. But like I could tell you were, you know, you were angry, you were hurt, you know, you were confused. And so it was just one of those things like shifting it out. And and after a few weeks finally calming down, you know, I was I was able to come to most of my senses, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, OK, listen, like, you know, I I do want us. I just don't know what happened. And it, it took me a while before I figured out, like, in that time frame, in about that three-week time frame near the end, when we started, like, okay, listen, I yes, I, I obviously didn't mean what I said. Mm-hmm. You know, I meant it in the fact of like me going into that reality, thinking that was true and that I was going to die, and blah 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 blah. But I didn't mean it in the overall arc of my life, and like, you know, what was actually real. And I, I found out, like, I had gone through this delirium um induced by the vid yeah Mm -hmm. and it was the weirdest thing it was Mm -hmm. i mean now (laughs) i've only seen it like the the stuff i saw at the time was all about older people like senior citizens and whatnot but when I was reading through it, it made sense like what they were experiencing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they were like hearing voices or they hallucinated or mm-hmm. whatnot. Well, most of those people happen when they're in hospital.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I've, I've been known to draw the short straw when it comes to old people things. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I got shingles when I was like 32. <laughs> and that does happen, but I remember <laughs> when I got it, um, it, but it's a rare thing. I'm, yeah. I'm on the exception that proves the rule type of thing. <laughs> When I got shingles, I'm looking at the doc. I'm like, you realize I'm 32, right? Can't be shingles. He's like, nope, it's shingles. You drew the short straw, buddy. Welcome, to, <laughs> you know. And, and most times that senior citizens. You know, you're 60 or 70 when you get shingles or whatnot or 50. So I mean, I was like, okay. And since then, I, I now I haven't done. I, I've I've detached from a lot of the the vid stuff, but as I was working through my first year in that 2021, I did find later they were like, yeah, like people, there was more reports coming out Mm -hmm. of people experiencing these delirious episodes of whatever. So Mm -hmm. so it was all lumped together in this delirium thing. So it made me feel kind of better.
1: Yeah. After (laughs) it happened, like I, like, you know, far after it happened, Mm -hmm. like I, when I would talk to people about it and, you know, people that are close to us and stuff, they'd be like oh yeah i know somebody that that happened to and i know somebody that that happened to at the time it just felt so um lonesome and that like we are the only ones dealing with this stuff yep and there was like no guidance as far as like anything we can do to help it or so it was just like literally going day by day trying to figure out you know what you can do, what I can do and something kind of crazy. So a lot of you, a lot of you know that Tom loves coffee Mm -hmm. and that was something that he quit cold Turkey after this happened. And he, he like completely quit a lot of things that he did. Like he like separated from jujitsu for a little bit. And he had told me that he would never compete again. And that, He couldn't ever drink coffee again. And there were just like little things that he would do. And he got into these like routines where he had to do these certain things every single day. Like I think you ate like oatmeal or something. Yeah, I
0: had a piece of toast and a bowl of oatmeal like
1: every day. And a cup of tea, I think. Yeah.
0: It was almost like monk-like. Like like as far as like the routine. It
1: was, yeah, it was strange. It was like when he let me in. Yeah. I was just like, I didn't know what to do. I felt yeah. so awkward. I was just like, okay, like, can I give you a hug? Or... Yeah. <laughs> yep. And as I remember, a certain point, it was a few weeks after it happened. Yeah. Like we had, um, you had invited your mom and stepdad over,
2: yeah.
1: um, and me over to watch, um, the show, The Chosen. Yeah together and I just remember I was so awkward because I was still I didn't know I didn't know how to be right like you know as a couple we were, we've always been very affectionate holding yeah. hands and stuff and so like I just like sat like straight-legged like right next to you with my hands to my sides <laughs> like I didn't know I was just like I don't know you know what do I do with my hands kind of thing
0: <laughs> yeah it was painful
1: yeah and um so it was very odd just to yeah. see like how you did everything every single day.
2: Yeah.
1: And yeah, it was, it was a strange experience.
0: It was really weird. Yeah. I was just trying to rebuild mm-hmm. some semblance of life and trying to like, okay, like if I can make it to lunch and if I could mm-hmm. just weird. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was interesting until, you know, I got to therapy and that's where things started to change because I was I was I was hesitant about going because like I mentioned like prior to my divorce, I'd I'd gone to um, a very credible psychologist. This guy had been like he was in his 60s. Homeboy had been around and he helped veterans. He helped a lot of guys out of Mountain Home and, and Gowan and I guess and he was like assigned. Um, I mean, he's an older gentleman. But uh, he dealt with a lot of stuff and he dealt with a lot of guys that had gone through stuff. But like we just like didn't fully click. Mm-hmm. In the time of my life, that was more involuntary therapy than voluntary.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of people were like, you need to go to therapy. You need to push. And then first off, like I would say like try not to push people into therapy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like that makes people automatically think that like they're the ones that have a problem. And that gets stigmatized because it's like, well, shoot, you need therapy. Maybe I'm mentally unstable or whatnot. And so that's why I say consider the private lesson thing from the beginning. But um, and we'll get into that analogy later. And I know I described it to my mom, I think to Jess, our friend, and I was trying to like describe how I felt what had happened, and the description was like my brain was like one of those large trains that we see here in the pacific northwest um, anybody who is in a western state um you know knows these long trains mile two mile long quite literally 50 car trains or more that you you're at a you're at a crossing that's not a bridge you're waiting for a hot minute before that thing passes by mm-hmm. So that was my brain. Like I had all the stuff I needed and then there's a ton of baggage, (laughs) ton of baggage, like tons of cars, (laughs) tons of baggage, tons of stuff that I'm just carrying around. If you imagine one of those freight trains cruising and then them stopping on a dime, like the front engine just right there, just immediate stop, Um, everything derails. Like the inertia of that train, the physics of it would just carry everything forward. And that's kind of what it felt like happened to me when I had that breakdown was that that interaction, that delirium stopped everything on a dime. And a lot of stuff that I had been carrying, a lot of the stuff that I hadn't dealt with or like from my past and, and, and just like struggles that I thought I dealt with through the gym or through jujitsu, like – All of it, the wreckage was all over the tracks. It was just there in its ugly glory. And I'm like, ah, explicitive, explicitive, (laughs) explicitive, like mother, explicitive, son of an explicit. It's just like all this, like, like, you know, so that's kind of like the description I had given. And that's kind of how, you know, I went to therapy. I'm like, this is, this is kind of what happened. You know, I, I, I tried to explain it the best I could to him. And I was like, this is what happened. I don't know why it happened. Um, I believe, based on what I'm seeing, like it was <clears throat> induced delirium, you know, COVID induced delirium. And he's like, what do you want to do? You know, what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, I want to sift my way out of this. <laughs> <And> he's <laughs> like, okay, cool. And and my my therapist is a really cool guy. He, him and I click very, very well. He just has a, a really good manner about him. Um, he's kind of nerdy like me in a way. And so we're able to click on that. He's a fellow tool fan. So that's, that works out. (laughs) (laughs) He's like 10 years older than me. and, And so it just, it works. And, um, he's got a lot of qualifications. He's, he's, he's worth his weight in gold and, and he's definitely worth his salt as far as his skills and his stuff. But we did primarily, um, when he diagnosed me, he diagnosed me with a major depressive disorder and, an adjustment disorder with anxiety. So um, I was like, okay. So basically that meant I was going through depression and I was having a hard time dealing with anxiety to like simplify it. It's mm-hmm. kind of how it was like, I'm having a hard time with all those things. And he's like, okay, when you go to a therapist, at least a good therapist, um, he will, you'll have like one or two interviews, you know, first hour sessions or whatnot. And then he's going to give you his plan or her plan of therapy based on what we've talked about, based on the questionnaires you filled out, you know, things like that. He's like, this is it. And then you agree to it. And that's, and so he presented a form. He's like, this is what we're going to do. This is the, the, the therapy I recommend for you. And then you agree to that method of therapy. And so he's like, primarily we're going to do cognitive behavioral therapy, which is, giving you specific tools to deal with problems X, Y, and Z. So it is helping change your behavior. It's helping you change your thought patterns and how you approach the problems that you're facing. So that way you can have tools to then face those problems and overcome them. That's really to boil it down and someone might be able to give a better difference. Just that approach alone was different than my initial approach to therapy before. Um, mm-hmm. and right away, I mean, I think after my first session, uh, my first session after that, you know, I, I mentioned to you, I was like, I feel hopeful. Like mm-hmm. this, this gives me hope. Yeah. Like, okay. You know, um, I can, I can do this. I can, mm-hmm. you know, I can, I can, I can make it through. So over the last two years, you know, Keith and I have <laughs> worked on primarily cognitive behavioral therapy and, and worked on these like black belt kind of private lessons to deal with the problems I was dealing with and to first off sift through that wreckage. And then secondly, start looking at the things that were in those cars and like, okay, well, this is a big thing. What are you freaking out about this for? Like, and the good thing about a good therapist, I think is especially with cognitive behavioral therapy, is that they're not just going to affirm your feelings,
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay? You you can't just say, well, I feel X, Y, and Z. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's just valid. Like, yeah, that's good. Um, he's, he challenged me. He's like, why? Why do you feel this way? You know, have you considered this and this? And so it was very much a give and take. He's not trying to convince me of something. He's trying to help me face the irrational thoughts I have. and See if there's a flaw in my thinking, if there is like, okay, maybe I'm approaching this wrong. Um, okay, like, why am I so afraid of this? Or why, you know, so it's it's Socratic kind of in a way, or you're just asking a lot of why questions. But it's not just him sitting there. And I think that's the where some therapists, you know, give that thing a bad rap and get mm-hmm. a stigma from it. You know, like I said, how does that make you
1: feel? Yeah. And just use that line. All and the
0: that's time. it. Yeah. Or, or just like, oh, that's interesting. And then there's nothing. Mm-hmm. There's no diagnosis. There's no like, okay, this is your plan Here's of therapy. Here's some tools. Here's yeah. some
1: books to read. Here's some. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And that's, that's the hard part about it. But him, he was opposite. So, you know, bringing it back to the private lessons thing, you know, when you're, and, and therapy doesn't have to be because you're, having a mental breakdown because you had a delirious episode um you know i explained it to a friend of mine who was having some relationship issues and i was like look think of it this way like i was like i'm not going to tell you to get therapy but you might want to consider it and this is why i was like i was like when we are having problems say with de Hiba guard
2: mm-hmm. and
0: everybody he's jujitsu guy so he understands like so and we're trying to, you know, do a sweep from daily heva. We're just trying to maintain daily De- heva guard and keep the person off balance. But your daily heva guard keeps getting passed. Like your daily heva guard is dog squat. Get a private lesson. You go to your professor, say, "Hey, professor, I'm really struggling with daily heva. I would like to schedule a private lesson." And then your professor's like, "Cool, let's do that." And then you schedule an hour or two hours and you start working through that and you get oh, okay so if this guy does this and then he starts pushing my far leg away okay then I can adjust here and you can so and then oh, okay I see where where you're going with that and and he starts showing you ABCD and you start drilling those things and then the next time you roll and you come across that situation the guy reacts the way you train you're like oh, okay I'm gonna react this way mm-hmm. and so that's how I like to equate therapy and, and how I like to use an, an analogy in the jujitsu side of things mm-hmm. for therapy. It, to me, it's very much that, you know. So when it comes to if you're having relationship problems, for example, that's why I was going with him. I was like, so you just go if, if that's something you want to do, you just go and you say, I'm having a problem with X, Y and Z. Like, I don't want to end up at Z, but every time me and my significant other start like fighting we end up z mm-hmm. and i want to get to b but like i can't i don't know why it always ends up going down this road and i need to i need to find out what i need to do you know to oh, wow. to do that and then you know significant other they they have a you know they have their own guilt in that piece so they need to work on themselves too because we've been there we know that yeah. you know in the past if we're like okay we've got to, we don't want to go there we don't want to go to z we want to, our our objective is b so we've got to find out different ways so it's the same thing and you can take that for anything and and therapy is, is it can be a good tool you don't have to do it long term like i have you know and we've gotten to the point now where we keith and i we meet every two weeks or once a month, you know, just depending on what's Mm -hmm. going on and and my schedule and short staffness or whatnot with work. And, but it's very much that it's, you know, very much like if I was having constant privates with, with Shane, Mm -hmm. you know, and you know, we're like, well, okay, my game and my understanding is to a point where I don't need to have a private lesson every week, you know, let's do every other week or once a month. Mm -hmm. And then I come back and I'm like, Shane's like, cool. What are you, you know, saying we were doing private lessons? He's like, what are you, what are you seeing in your roles now? It's like, well, uh, you know, daily, he was working, you know, my ex guard game is working. Um, I don't know why, but for some reason I'm losing half guard. Although I used to be really good at half guard Mm -hmm. and like people are passing. me. I know they're getting better, but like, okay, we need to work on my half guard again, because I'm seeing that slack It's the same thing with, with therapy. Mm -hmm. Then I just check in with Keith. I'm like, well, things have been going good here. Things have been going good here. You know, this area's been bugging me, and so I want to find a way to work on that area. That's like the best way I can really describe like how therapy helps. Um, I hope that makes sense. I don't know if it's making sense. Yeah, I know. Totally. <laughs> I know I'm dominating the conversation. It's supposed to be like a two way conversation.
1: <laughs> no, this has been awesome. Like you've really been like opening up to something very personal. So. Yeah. Kind of just giving you your space and adding mm-hmms and, and yes, giving my space. <laughs> I am being brave. You're I'm being sharing so? my truth. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: is my truth. Um, but uh, so that's that's why I equated that way. And I think with <clears throat> with other things, therapy is really good as well. So yes, there's a place for those aha aha moments, and there's a place at the academy to get the positive chemical um, surges you need. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the serotonin, the endorphins, like those things after a really hard roll or really solid positive training session, we need those things, yeah. right? When we're present and mindful in the moment and rolling, and maybe something clicks afterwards because you're just depleted, you're not thinking of everything and the solution comes, we need that. Yeah. But sometimes guys, that's just not enough. And when it's not enough, I would caution like not to put those things off, like find another way. And sometimes therapy, quote unquote, could be just loose. Like a lot of people are very cut off nowadays with social media and everything like that, despite us being so connected Mm -hmm. in this world of connectivity that they don't really talk to like a good friend who like would give good advice. You know, they don't they don't start there at least and get another person's opinion. You know, you might not need therapy, but you need to talk these things out, you know, and then decide, okay, maybe I should go to a professional who deals with these things, you mm-hmm. know, whether it be raising children issues or whether it be marital issues or relationship issues or or something like, okay, you know, I gotta deal with this. It's not working, just talking with my buddies, it's not working. Just training, like it's come to a point where I can't like I can't just carry this on my shoulder and just soldier on. I mean, you can, but I don't recommend it if if (laughs)
1: eventually you might have a mental breakdown because you got COVID. (laughs) Yeah,
0: right. Something might happen that's out of your control, man. Um and and leaving the politics aside from the vid, like, I mean that that's what happened. Like to me, that was that was the breaking thing. Mm -hmm. Um So take it for what it is, but you've, I mean, you've had some good experiences with therapy too. And, and, Mm -hmm. and Jen, and she, you can talk more about this in a second. Um, I'll, I'll give you the mic, but like Jen wasn't like, you know, Jen was more of like a touching base, like every other, you know, when, when needed type of private lesson, it wasn't like a dedicated time type of thing. So like she would go, you know, two or three weeks, you know, having her, you know, quote unquote private lesson. Mm -hmm. And then that'd be it. And then she'd, so why don't you talk about that, like how you approached your therapy and what it did for you?
1: Yeah. So um, my therapy, um, I did mine online through, um, I believe I used BetterHelp um, because it was something that actually, well, I should I should back up. I've I've done it a couple of different ways, actually. So my company, uh, my employer at the time had, I can't remember what they call it now. Is it... EAP.
0: Yeah, the employee, employee assistance program.
1: Yeah. So, um that is provided at no cost for employees dealing with specific um issues that they need to speak to a therapist about. So, um I did that for um, a, ha- a handful of sessions to get me through some stuff that I was dealing with with family. And um so I did that and I I really liked the therapist and stuff, and I felt like we, I felt like I, I was already doing things and dealing emotionally with, with things that I just kind of needed somebody to bounce ideas off of Mm -hmm. and to give me like resources and and stuff to, you know, further that. Um, Cause I personally am not, I don't like to like offload on, you know, a lot of my friends and stuff. So I don't, talk to people a lot about, like, things I'm dealing with, and so this particular instance was um, with regarding my brother, who I had loved with at the time, um, and I, I didn't even go into detail with you very often about things I was mm-hmm. dealing with. Um, I internalized everything a lot and just kept thinking maybe I was the one that, like, had too high of expectations and I was sort of like gaslighting myself and just kind of being like you're being a baby, like stop letting this bother you. And I was yeah. like, you know, I, I thought that I needed to have this like mental strength that is sort of unattainable. I was uh-huh. just like, I kept everything inside. And I just kept pushing through, pushing through. And and then I spoke to a therapist and she gave me some tools. And then I was like, okay, oh, hey, you know, I feel really good about this. And yeah you know, putting boundaries in place and, you know, that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah.
1: So I I did that for, you know, handful of sessions and not to go too in detail, but, you know, combining families mm-hmm. um, you know, all coming into one household and dealing with the the changes that come with that. Yeah. That was something that I just needed to speak with somebody about and try to figure out things that work. Mm -hmm. And the particular therapist I spoke to this time, um, we spoke on the phone and she um, was also a mother and she also had a blended family. And so um, those kinds of things, like we were able to, like, she was able to speak from her, her background and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And um, so I, you know, felt like I was able to deal with some things and, Mm -hmm. and then I felt good about it. And so I, um, I felt like I didn't need any more, like you said, private lessons. So I love that analogy, the private lesson thing where you're like, there's a specific issue that I need to work out. And then there's other things that if you, like you're doing long term therapy, Mm -hmm. where you're dealing with things from, you know, your whole your whole life you're trying to get things sort of in order rather than like just specific instances and you i know that you do that with your therapist as well like as things come up you deal with Mm -hmm. them but so i think i really love that you can speak with therapists for different reasons
3: yeah
1: and obviously um we've talked before about my jujitsu and how like the mental strength has been something that i've Been really proud of Mm -hmm. doing that, but jujitsu wasn't going to fix something that I had dealing that I was dealing with at home.
2: Yeah, (laughs) you know, (laughs) true.
1: Like it wasn't going to make blending two families easier just because we got some exercise in. Right,
0: and for those two, (laughs) those two separate issues, you know, um not to go into too much detail, but it wasn't like Jen was having just a tiff with her brother. You know, there was to, to do a very, very 30,000 foot view with no gritty details. Her brother committed a handful of crimes on the premises in her own home. And that's, I'm all going to say, that's that, that's it. Like, but,
1: yeah. and he's now serving prison time.
0: Yeah. Like he's in max and it's, so that's about it. But like, yeah. <laughs> and then with the blended families, like we've got from, you know, her son, the youngest plus my four, you know, I've got a 20 year old who's now on her own. 17 year old, she's going to be turning 18 soon, um, and then my 15 year old, and then my 10 year old. So, like, there, it's it's it was it's a, a big blend. blend. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not. You know, for anybody who has tried to blend a family, you know, uh, from prior marriages and bringing it together, there's challenges. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, just to, you know, pepper those things in, it was like that. But I, I loved. Um, what you said about the the mental strength thing that developing that in jujitsu. And I want to go into that. I think what you said though, about developing mental strength is so good. And I'd love, um, I, I know we've mentioned it a little bit before, but I think it's worth going back into again, especially with your experience in jujitsu. You know, I'm, I love fight club, the original book as well as, as, as well as the <laughs> movie, but there's a line basically in there. And I think it goes like internally as well, but there's a line like, the first week or two that a guy's in fight club, his face is hamburger meat and, mm-hmm. you know, but like after like a month or two, he looks like he's chiseled out of rock. Um, and I use that in one of my white belt posts. Like once I was like, uh, like nearing my blue belt, I think. And, and because I was reflecting on that inner strength because it develops that like someone who's never done this before, mm-hmm. you know, I'd never done you just before you never done. And so mm-hmm. you feel like, you know, I, I don't want to project on anybody or anything, but you, you, you see so much, you see like this plethora of this massive art and there's so much that you don't know and you feel kind of small, Yeah. but there is this <clears throat> inner strength that develops and you can kind of see it in people strengthening this like iron like energy where they're not hard in a bad way but mm-hmm. they're they're like they're strong they they they've found something inside they have mm-hmm. battled something mm-hmm. and they're there and when you started training you know um you know it wasn't all sunshine and roses no
2: you definitely know not.
0: <laughs> um we believe it or not uh, the future Mr. and Mrs. Rights and Rolls could not roll together no. <laughs> and barely train together, you know, because it was bringing up things with you. Yeah. And and that's not a blaming thing. That's just, it was bringing stuff up. And I'll let you go from there on that.
1: Yeah. So there was a couple of things going on, you know, in our training together. Mm-hmm. Um, we had spoken before about how I kind of had a panic moment, you know, mm-hmm. when rolling and it triggered something in me that I didn't know I had. (laughs) And so I, yeah, I, I kind of freaked out a little bit and, um, our professor had to calm me down and so that happened and it didn't just happen with you. It happened one other time.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and this, it wasn't a small issue. It was Mm -hmm. a big issue and I was sobbing and like,
0: Middle of the roll, and I I look down because I'm like letting you work, you know, being mounted, and
2: yeah, and you're I, like
0: in tears and like collapsing. I'm like, it's okay, yeah, you know, I'm kind of covering her. I'm like this big bear over. Yep. Her. I'm like, it's all right, you're safe. Yeah, just breathe, you know. And then we had like Shane pulls her side, yeah. So, anyways, go ahead.
1: Yeah. So I don't know what to say or what to ask for.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, <clears throat> I think now if, like, I was really struggling with that, I probably would just schedule a private lesson and just, like, deal with it and work through it. However, I didn't do that. But I did work really hard in that position. And Professor Shane helped me so much just figuring out how to survive in that position. Now, it's, like, the position that I feel probably most comfortable in as far as, like, defending. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I know how to get my self out of there. Like I've done it a ton with like way bigger guys. Like, so that's something that's comforting to me. And it's like an inner strength where I I have the confidence Mm -hmm. to get to where I need to be. I know, I know how to frame up. I know how to, you know, keep the weight on my side if I need to, like, if I can't, if I can't bridge enough to like get them off of me altogether, I can switch over to my hip have yeah. all the weight on my hip because then i know that i can breathe <laughs> right um we know that if you're thinking about breathing you can breathe yeah um if you can't breathe you can't think about it <laughs> yes
0: and you start dying yeah um <clears throat> you know it's funny i'm gonna interrupt you here real quick um <coughs> to all the Excuse white belts me. out there she knows how to hip escape really well and that's what gets her on our side mm-hmm. so maybe learn how to hip escape better
1: <laughs> yeah just saying
0: <laughs> hint hint hint
2: <laughs> little plug there yeah, that's right learn <laughs> the basics the like learn
0: learn the basics man i tell you what and i'm not just speaking of, like it's it's like one of those memes like some of you don't know how to hip escape and it shows like it's <laughs> yeah. kind of like that anyways go ahead yeah
1: so um so anyway yeah so as far as that goes i was able to do to do that but over the last like so I had taken some time, I had taken about a year off of jujitsu while I was dealing with, you know, custody and all this stuff. Um, mm. But in coming back, you know, I think I've been back for nine-ish months now, I think. Something yeah, like for that. a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, in that time, like, you and I slowly started to work together again. Mm. And it's, like, becoming a lot more consistent where... I'm just like having so much fun rolling with you like you're you've been doing this a lot longer than me you're way better than me but it's so much fun because I it's it's like rolling with Professor Shane like
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm like it's very unlikely that I will you know do too much damage you know what Mm -hmm. I mean yeah but you don't have like, to worry
0: about me spazzing out on you and yeah doing stupid stuff and that's the hardest part like not trying to dig on y'all white belts and stuff but it's hard rolling with you guys sometimes because
1: yeah spazz you know. out or <laughs> you know but like it's fun because when i do get advantages on you and stuff right. i'm like hell yeah <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah
1: i can be like proud of it but it's also really fun, like, to go back and forth, you know, and even when we're, like, flow rolling a little bit more, right. or there are times where we can get really crazy and, like, just, you know, go after it. Yeah. <clears throat> but same thing goes with drilling. Like, yeah. I think before I, and we've talked about this before, ego is a thing. Yeah. Like, I had a hard time, like, letting go of the fact that, like, you do know more than me. And um, now I just try to take it in stride. Like I know you're just trying to help. And I appreciate the criticism. Because I know you're not criticizing me. I shouldn't say that. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: I, I can't think of the word that.
0: Or coaching. We'll say coaching. Yeah, like
1: coaching <laughs> and helping to improve like what I'm doing. Yeah. Um. So that's been really fun um, as far as like training together. But mental strength for other aspects too of of training it's like it it just creates this mental toughness toughness like for me i mean i'm all almost always the only female on the mats yeah and so i'm kind of putting myself out there every single night yeah that we train and that is something that is um really important to me That like i i continue on because While I am a pretty outgoing person, like I'm a pretty friendly person. I can talk to pretty much everybody. So I'm not shy in that way. Right. Like we talked about before, jujitsu, it's a close contact sport. You know, rolling with guys, it's not not to say that I'm not not making it like a sexual thing. I mean, being roughed up, for lack of a better word, by other men. Yeah, it it can be very intimidating. Wait,
0: Jiu-Jitsu is not a gentle art.
1: <laughs> I mean, they try to say it is, but like, just saying it's uh yeah. yeah,
0: but yeah, getting roughed up, having I mean, you're getting your collar dragged on. You know, you're you're getting pulled on. Like things are mm-hmm. not just like, do you mind moving to this position? Like yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're not. They they call it uh, what are they? It's a uh, something yoga.
0: involuntary yoga yeah
1: but yeah so you're in close contact you're i'm consistently the smallest one and so i'm i put myself out there every single night and i have to push through that yeah and so that's another part of and so like i always like get this like weird feeling inside me when I'm like, nobody's going to pick me to be their partner. (laughs)
2: It's so stupid. but
1: Like I think about that all the time. And so I have kind of come out of my shell and just been the first one to move and be like, will you be my partner?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You're good (laughs) at that. And we, uh, we do take advantage of, uh, when we're, we get to train together usually every other week. And so when, when we're, when we're at the academy, at the dojo, um, the same times usually we train with each other because that's not really the only time we do. To circle, you know, back to things, it, it does. It really develops mental strength, and showing up day in and day out, it does. And so, I would say that jujitsu, the gym, you know, whatever you're choosing, it's therapeutic. Yes. It's not therapy, and there's a difference. You need to understand that difference. Jujitsu is very therapeutic in so many ways whether you're just developing a mental strength you're developing that no quit like that takes that is a healing in a way and that is like a therapy in a way it's the therapeutic side of jujitsu where you're learning not to quit you're getting mounted and it's bringing up stuff in you and you're freaking out and you're like i lasted two seconds last time before My, my my brain just broke i'm gonna last 15 you know, and die on my shield, Mm
2: -hmm. like whatever.
0: And then it's like, I'm the last 20 and I'm the last 30 seconds. (laughs) And then you're like, no factor anymore. Like you are now it's like frame up hip escape, move to half guard, like just Mm -hmm. all this stuff. So it's, I would say jujitsu or physical activities. And we're just going to say jujitsu for now. Jujitsu is therapeutic. It's not therapy, Mm -hmm. you know, and Jen mentioned something about when I, I had, the breakdown and stuff i was kind of like swearing off things i can't remember exactly how the conversation went but it was basically like i can't compete anymore i don't have the strength like mm-hmm. i i, I cuz all i was doing in that moment still sifting through stuff is i was projecting forward like how am i going to deal with this and still do that mm-hmm. and i was like i don't even know if i'm going to be able to train anymore like i don't yeah. know what's going on mm-hmm. um but i knew like if i could train i would not compete cuz i couldn't like i i at that point did not feel like, I could compete. Like, I didn't feel I could carry it mentally. Cause that's one thing that Shane and I worked on a lot as a white belt, a white belt, and then as a blue belt is like, I would train really good in the academy, but I was one of those students that everything fell to pieces at the tournament. I, for some reason, could not perform the same way I performed in the academy at the dojo on the competition mat. Mm-hmm. Like everything, my brain just all over the place, <laughs> and we worked on that. We were just constantly we were working on that. Shane and I were like, "Okay, let's you know from my first tournament to you know my my tournament as my first tournament is white belt all the way to my tournament as blue belt. Like we were working on those things. Like, okay, this went good. This went bad. You know, we know that the mind is shaken up somehow, and and so let's work on that. No mind. Let's let's work on that area of of being calm and just letting the fight happen and and we try and work on those things and that was constantly it and then my i mentioned it before i think but my first fight my first match as a blue belt my first tournament and i think that was my only tournament that year because then i took a break then i had the mental collapse
2: (laughs) you Uh know
0: or whatever i can't remember but um that tournament like shane was um not coaching mine. He was at another ring, but he saw me across the way. And he was like, that's the best performance I've seen from you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You were you were more calm. You were more collected. You were trying to work your game. And like it was, it was the best performance to date that I'd had. And so when I had that collapse and working through therapy, I was going to compete at the end of that year. That's how much stride I'd made. Um, and things didn't work out. You know for that competition to happen so then i stepped onto the mat um for the first time last year Mm -hmm. in april at the ibjjf open in boise so like what a way to like step on and and see it but Mm -hmm. that was a big deal for both of us um you know jen was there um And I was dealing with a lot, like mentally, I was trying to rein the horses in. (laughs) They were all over the stable, just, I mean, there's motions flying. I'm trying to stay calm because this is my first time back. Yeah, You know, like I had been a purple belt at the time a year, a year and a few months, because at the end of this month, it'll be two years that I got my purple. And that was a hard thing too, is when Shane promoted me, I had just got back into training a few weeks because I had COVID. So I'd been gone like a month, Mm -hmm. you know, I'd been a blue belt for Mm -hmm. almost two years and you know, we're both there and Mm -hmm. you know, it's a seminar and we're promoting people. I knew people were getting promoted, you know, and there was no way, like I had no inclination. I was going to get purple and I felt 100% percent that I did not deserve it. I didn't feel like I deserved to be there. I like that full year, like training like was me like trying to prove to myself that I I belonged in the purple belts. Mm-hmm. You know, Shane saw it in me and Shane believed like, and thank you for that, Shane, but <laughs> like like I had just gone through that train wreck and then I got purple. I was like,
2: no way. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like
0: I mean it was hard. Like going home, like I was having a like I was processing it. Like I was kind of emotional because like I just had like the last month and a half of just dealing with this thing, um, and so going to that first tournament, you know, a year and a few months later, it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I remember you coming up to me and looking at me, and you could just see in my eyes oh, yeah. like like I, I am like, battling oh, here. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like he really needs hugs and kisses from me before he gets on the <laughs> the competition mat.
0: <laughs> it's just I was, you know, first time back and and dealing with everything I had been dealing with and, and battling through um therapy for a year like i was like okay this is it but that's that's how yeah. far therapy brought me was the fact that i could not only train but i could picture myself competing i not only could picture myself competing but i signed up and i committed and i made that and i was the most out of shape i'd been like that's not my fighting weight mm-hmm. that's not my yeah. match weight my match weight is a good 35 pounds lighter <laughs> than that um yeah but like I'm still working through a lot of that stuff and trying to get myself back there. Um, but it meant a lot to stand there and do it. Yeah. It didn't go the way I wanted it to. Obviously it, it was, it was fun, you know, um, was able to connect with a couple other purple bells from other States, which was cool. But like, You know, Mm -hmm. it was just stepping on the mat for me. I mean, it sounds weak, but stepping on the mat for me was a victory in itself. Like, granted, other people could have been battling through a bunch of other stuff and it could be a victory for them. But for what I did to hear my name called to bow and then walk was like it. I was like, everything went quiet. And I was like, all right, this is fine. And then as soon as they said, kombucha, everything got loud again. I'm like, ah! (laughs) But it was was awesome. And so it, it meant a lot there um so you know we've covered a lot here hopefully you guys understand what we're trying to get at with this jiu-jitsu is therapeutic it's not therapy and i fully believe that like when people have said like the gym or jiu-jitsu saved my life i fully believe that i yeah. believe they're not being glib they're not being like just you know trying to use a catchphrase. Like I believe it. Like, yeah, there's a lot in that therapeutic process of the gym or jujitsu that is Mm life-saving. And if that's all you have to hang on to like, good. Like I'm glad that that got through you. So for those people, like that's, it's not selling that short at all. Like I fully understand in a personal way, battling through darkness, not just including that mental collapse. Like, it can be a Mm lifesaver like when all you want to do is just give up and you're like you know what i i need to lift if i don't lift or if i don't go train at the academy with my brothers and sisters if i don't do these things i'm i don't know what's going to happen to me tonight like i don't know if i will choose the bottle instead you know or something like that so i get that um but to put a put a happy bow tie on this thing right Mm -hmm. Um, I had told my mom and I had told our friend Jess this, and I don't think you know this or not. I'm not sure, but, and this is a little bit tender for me, but right at ground zero within the first few weeks. And I told my, I told them, I was like, if I can find my way through this, I will marry her. You know, hands down, it's like, if I can find my way through, if I can fight, if I can, if I can come back to myself, I will marry this woman. You know, like, I'd already been, I'd thought about it before, but like, I was like dead set. Like, if I heal, I will marry you. And here we are. (laughs) You know.
1: Man, the HVAC got real dusty in here.
0: (laughs) But here we are, like, you know. I knew and that was one of the things Keith and I worked on was like, you know, okay, like let's let's put that on the shelf, but let's, you know, cause at the time I couldn't even fathom it. Like I, I, I knew it, like at the at the time it's 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 weird, sounds kind of oxymoronish, but like I could think about it, but I couldn't. Like I knew I couldn't handle it then. Like I couldn't do anything rash, right? Like, oh, I need to marry her right now. Like it was a matter of like like, I love Jen. I don't know why this happened. You know, I have some clues. I have a little bit of inkling with this whole delirium thing now. But, like, I need to fix this. If I can fight my way through, if I can take these private lessons and learn how to, you know, submit and, and, and put these things at bay, I'll marry you. Like, and we made massive leaps
3: mm-hmm. in
0: that stuff. You know, and to give you one last tool, one last analogy, guys, is when you think of like like dealing, like dealing with stuff I deal with, dealing with anxiety or or like dealing with the depression side, it is very much like a jujitsu match. Like you see things coming your way, right? So I'm I'm in this like closed guard of this anxiety issue, right? And I know, okay, just like in jujitsu, I need to posture up. I need to have good base. I need to have good structure. I need to stand. I need to work on passing the ankles, passing the knees and getting to the plane of their hips and connecting to pass the guard successfully. Okay. I need to see these things. All right. I stood up, broke. He went to an open guard. Cool. He's in daily Hiva. Now I know what to do here. Like it constantly evolves just like with jujitsu. And so like jujitsu, you learn those steps. You know, I know like if I have an anxiety spike, I know that there is a peak, like scientifically, any sort of anxiety attack, there's a peak. Mm -hmm. The peak will happen and then it'll start. And you've seen it happen Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. I'm ramping up and whatnot. And I know how to control it now. And I'm doing these A, B and C. Okay, it's going here. Cool. I'm going to do X, Y and Z. Cool. All right, we're good. And I just know I have to outlast the clock. Mm -hmm. you know so it's very much like a jujitsu match like (laughs) i'm ahead in points i'm gonna ride the clock like okay fine this is good Mm -hmm. like same thing like i have to ride the clock here i'm doing everything right i know like i know that i had too much coffee and i know that helped spike this thing so i just need to ride the clock for a second i ride the clock i'm breathing i'm doing a few things and then like 20 minutes later i feel the peak and then i feel the descent happen it's weird i can feel that like and i just gen c's i'm just like oh okay, we're good. Like I can feel we're on the decline now, like it's all right. And so then I still have to like maintain, ride the clock, do what I need to do. So that way it doesn't like regard on me or (laughs) what I keep moving. So it's very much the tools I've learned are very much like jujitsu in that way. And I can relate it that way. You know, my opponent, anxiety or depression, you know, both of them, depending on what's going on, like, okay, I know how to fight this like this guy likes to do a lot of takedowns you know like like depression is a very strong wrestler like he likes to just put me <laughs> right on the ground I'm like all right it's cool so i need to know how to sprawl i need to know how to come around i need to, know how to do certain things and not <laughs> let him hit me with that blast double like all right i know how to address this you know anxiety is more like you know, a creeper and like, and, and, and just like mm-hmm. slow and steady in there. Very comes in kind of low,
1: invert, man. Yeah.
0: Come in kind of low and then like pull guard and do crazy stuff. I'm like, <laughs> so, you know, I have to deal with those things. So you mm-hmm. get those tools. So hopefully that makes sense, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. Take it for what it is. I highly consider, or I highly encourage anybody who is thinking that maybe they should to consider it, take a quote unquote private lesson in therapy find a good therapist you're not locked into anybody um if after the first session if you don't click with the therapist or second session it's just not working you have the right to pull the plug and find someone else don't give up Mm -hmm. you know there's there's a lot of good guys out there and gals that are worth their salt so Mm -hmm. you know i i encourage you to consider it consider those private lessons consider doing those things and in jujitsu Consider private lessons like they're they're really good. <laughs> um, so we've got a handful um, that we have to schedule, actually. Um, Jen and I to work on a few things with Shane and, and work on our game and polish some things and uh, hone some edges out. But um yeah, so for those listening, get private lessons in jujitsu. They, they really do help. And as far as the mental side of things, if you need to, you know, get private lessons there. And it could be even in uh, sports psychology, like having like private lessons to help you compete better, you know, and, and, and tactics to help you calm your mind or something. It doesn't have to be something mental. Um, anyways, I'm rambling. Jen, is there anything else you want to say? This has been a long podcast, probably almost an hour and a half by the time we're <laughs> done editing this, maybe a little bit less than that.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't think I have anything else to add, but I just want to thank you for um, being open and honest. Um with everything that you've dealt with. And thank you for fighting.
0: My pleasure. <laughs> I'm I'm glad to have fought as well. So, um, well, guys, uh, hope you've gotten something from this. Um, please reach out, let us know what you think of the episode. You can find me on Instagram and you can give us, you know, some feedback how how it helped you, or if if it helped you like consider things differently or um, you know the analogies, whatever, um, you can both give us a shout out at the, you know, Tom writes and rolls Instagram and go from there. But until next time, guys, keep training and we'll see on the mats. Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast and what I'm doing here, then the highest vote of confidence and compliment I could receive would be to have you like, subscribe, and share this podcast to those along the path of jujitsu who may benefit from it. Hit me up on social and show some love there. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Tom Writes and Rolls. I'm more active on Instagram than Facebook. And the companion blog is found at the same name, tomwritesandrolls.com.
2: Thanks again for listening. I'll see you on the mats.